at the end of the term, their grade matters. They despair over permanent tatters of joy and success that they see as the mess of their scholarly dreams cruelly shattered. I'm Heidi Marks Morris, and I started teaching high school in 1995. Despite nominal retirement in 2015, I've been in the classroom ever since. I'm writing a book about what I've learned in my career because I want to help others experience the connections and joy that I have found in successful teaching. It's called Teaching Matters, and you can sign up for news of it at my website, MarksTeachingMatters.com. In Shakespeare's play Othello, the character Iago is one of the greatest manipulators of all time. His way of twisting the truth to be different things at different times to different people gives him enormous power over the play's protagonist, Othello. At the beginning, or towards the beginning of the play, there is an interchange between Iago and Michael Cassio on the topic of reputation. Cassio is distraught that he has lost his reputation, is beside himself with despair that he has done irreparable damage to himself. And Iago asks him, what's the big deal? Reputation is oft got without deserving and oft lost without merit. In other words, why are you so hung up about something whose possession is so transitory and beyond your grasp anyway? And he's right. Toward the end of the play, Iago has an interchange with Othello, where he tells Othello essentially that one's reputation is his only truly valuable and owned possession. Gold passes from the hands of man to man to man. No one really owns it, but one's good name is the only thing that is uniquely his and should be prized above all else. Now, of course, that is the exact opposite of what he told Cassio, and yet both pieces of advice have truth in them. It all depends on one's perception and one's value system. I've been thinking about that in relationship with grades, because very much like Iago's twin assessments of reputation, that it's ridiculous and it is the only valuable thing, grades are a similar paradox. On the one hand, I feel very passionately that grades do not matter. They are not the point. They are not the truth. They are not the goal. They are not the reason we are doing this whole education dance. On the other hand, when I ask students at the beginning of a class what their goals are for the course, almost always their answer is, a grade. Now sometimes that's phrased as to pass or at least a B or to do better than somebody else, but they're talking about the grade as the point. And you know, transcripts bear them out. 
all that is recorded on a transcript, that holy writ of an educator's and an educated's journey is the name of a class and the grade the student got. Not even the name of the teacher appears as part of the permanent record. That isn't considered essential truth in the way that that single letter is. And that is the record that follows a student forever. So isn't that inherently valuable and of worth in the course of a class? An additional paradox of grades and whether they matter or don't is the heightened attention they get at the very end of a grading period. Students suddenly become passionately concerned about what that grade says because that's what's going to last, that's what matters, and there's still time left to revise what that record says. And I am <clears throat> wryly amused and sometimes completely enraged at the whims of students for whom grades matter enormously at times and matter not at all at others. And the root of my anger, I think, is the inconsistency and illogic of those students. My philosophy on grades is that they have to matter at some level because, again, they are the permanent record. But they are not the point. They are a side effect of the things that do matter. Those things are the journey, the learning, the growth, and especially the relationships that happen over the nine weeks or 18 weeks or 36 weeks of a class. Those things matter. And again and again and again, I tell students to put their energy into those things and the grade will take care of itself. The grade, after all, is a side effect. It is a natural consequence of those other things. It is not the mountaintop toward which we must steadily strive. Additionally, I like to emphasize that a grade is incrementally acquired. Every day counts. Everything we do is a piece of a bigger picture. And at the end of the grading period, there should be no surprises for anyone about what that record says because only one day of that record was written on the last day. All of those other days also matter, and they are history. They are fact. They are done with. They are unalterable. The idea that you can come sweeping in with a mad rush of effort at the very end and rewrite the truth of relationships and growth and journey and learning that has happened is offensive to me because it discounts the merit of 
what we have done all those days, all those hours, and all those assignments. Teachers view grades very differently from students. I have never met a teacher who says, the reason I got into this profession is I get to dispense grades. On the other hand, as I've pointed out, most students when asked about their goals in a course, it is the grade. And acknowledging that is necessary for every teacher. However, I fight the battle from day one about what a grade is and is not, and how it is and is not rightly acquired. I have had the opportunity to exchange some messages with a teacher whom I've never met who was struggling with cheating, plagiarism to be specific, with her 7th and 8th grade students. And she put out a general plea on Facebook. What do you do? I've explained to them why it's wrong and how to cite your sources, and they see nothing wrong with it. I responded that I would attack the why of cheating, not the what. That the point of doing assignments is not to get points on them or to fill in a slot in the grade book or to fill up a page with words. It's to fill up their own brain and that is only possible through their own effort. That's, that's what we're here for. I encouraged this teacher to use an analogy with her students to get this point across. Since it is Super Bowl time, if I go and buy somebody's Super Bowl ring that says Super Bowl champion on it and is the emblem of winning a Super Bowl, does that make me a Super Bowl champion because I've got the ring to prove it? And if I go and buy 10 or 12 rings, does that now qualify me for Hall of Fame status because no one else has 10 or 12 Super Bowl rings? I want the students to see that there's owning things because they're in your possession and owning things because they are the result of your journey. And I think that is also what Iago is talking about with his two definitions of reputation. What is in your possession because of what you have done that is what is valuable and lasting and true. And what is in your possession because of a transitory happenstance of circumstances, be it monetary or otherwise, is not valuable at the core of meaning worthwhile. Let's keep straight what matters about grades and what doesn't. And let's be clear with the students about that fundamental difference from day one. Because on the last day of the quarter when the grade matters so much, the books of the grades will already be written to the mutual satisfaction of teacher and student and all of the crisis and all of the panic and all of the stress will not be there because when they matter 
they matter all the time, not just at the end. And even the grade that gets recorded as the final note of measurement, we all know, we teachers and my students, that that's not the part of the story that will really shape their lives in the long run. Because I care about them and because they care about themselves, the grade is just something that happened along the journey.